So, good morning, Reignite family. Reignite family, good morning. I like to feel, I need to feel the love today, y'all. I need to feel the love today. Um, so, we have a, a simple philosophy here that love is the way we serve, and we're on mission to reignite love for God, love for community through community groups, and love for all through serving. Um, so eventually, I want you all to consider serving, because that's how you assimilate into the church, is serving Christ. And we always say we have to practice in private what we want to perfect out there in public, right? So that means we got to get comfortable. I'm giving y'all all the reminders this morning. We got to be comfortable being uncomfortable so that God will use you when you're, when you're out at 7-Eleven somewhere or whatever, and God is saying, say something. Yeah. Say something. She's crying over there, or, or he, he's probably needing, this, needing something today while you're on the job. Say something. You, you, when you feel that uncomfortable nudge, that you will say something. That's the goal. So we want to practice in private what we want to perfect in public. Okay. Or anyway, that was, that's for free. That's for free. That's not in my notes. But um, yeah, I like free stuff. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will give me a reminder. Tell them, tell them. Um, so anyway, we're in week two of our series called Anxious for Nothing. This series was for me first. Um, I was looking at a leadership podcast by Craig Rochelle. He preached this series in the leadership podcast. He referenced this, something that he was dealing with in the summer. And, you know, I like to be transparent. You know, sometimes I found myself um, going through the night, waking up through the night. I don't know if y'all ever do that. I wake up through the night, and my mind starts racing about all kinds of other stuff. My mind goes negative. During the day, I'm good. I'm busy. I'm good. But at night, that's when, I, that's when it's the hardest time, you know, uh, and those negative thoughts come in. You should have ate better today. <laughs> like, man, you know. <laughs> You're two months into your fat boy fall, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm going gonna, gonna to get it together on Monday. You know, it's always a Monday coming. <laughs> so anyway, dealing with these negative thoughts and stuff, you know, I, I saw this and I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm going to put my thumbprint on it and I'm going to regurgitate it to the people because it was for me first. And God always slaps me before he slaps you guys with the truth. So when you see my, my uh, God prints on my cheek, it's because he slapped me first. So we're in a series called Anxious for Nothing. Man, this is so needed for us. So needed for us. And it started with me. So what we said last week was we were going we to lift something from Paul's letter in the Philippian letter to the Philippian church. And, and what we we're going to do is we're going to lift a truth from there. And then we'll go through other examples and scriptures for our message in this series. So this week, what we want to lift from Paul's letter in Philippians 4, we find Paul, just to give you some context real quick, in Philippians 4, Paul is writing in a jail cell. And he says things like, in Philippians 4, like, rejoice always. He's in jail. Rome was where he wanted to go and preach, but he's in jail. He's not doing what he's expected to do, but he says rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. Then he goes on to say this in verse 6. He says, uh, um, when Paul was writing from prison, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That's what we have to do on our part. In everything, we have to not be anxious for anything, but in every, everybody say every. Every, every situation, present by prayer 
present your petition, your prayer with thanksgiving. Um, you present your request to God. That's our part. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's God's part. If you do your part, God will do his part. Everybody say, if I do my part, then God will do his part. If you're faithful, if I'm faithful, then God will be faithful. If I'm loving, okay, I'm giving y'all free stuff again. God will be loving on you. Yes, yes. So I want to pre- preach to you today. I want to speak about praying through your pain. Praying through your pain. I told y'all last week that's where we're going. Um, praying through your pain. In 1997, in the 1997 action drama G.I. Jane, Command Master Chief Jane, John James Ergale tells a group of Navy SEALs, in the midst of their training, they're in the water, they're feeling the pain, they're training, and he's walking about in his boots, and he's going about pacing, and he's talking to them, and they're in the water, taking on, drinking water, pushing up, doing crunches, and he's, oh, he's walking and pacing over them, and he says, pain is your friend. He said, pain is your friend. It's your ally. It will tell you when you are seriously injured. I love G.I. Jane. I, lo- I love this movie. Tiff thinks it's because of Demi Moore, but I just love those military. <laughs> it might be a little bit of Demi Moore, too. But, <laughs> but, but, but Master, Command Master Chief, he says this when he's training the SEALs. He says, pain is your friend, your ally. It will tell you when you are seriously injured. It will keep you awake, angry, and remind you to finish the job. Get the heck home. Yeah, he said it a little different. But you know the best thing about pain? It lets you know you're not dead yet. So praying through your pain. Can I tell you something right here? Oftentimes the biggest battle we the biggest battles we fight is the pain and the problems that we face that others can't see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The biggest battles we fight is the battle in our minds. The battle in our minds. We often on the outside have it together. But on the inside, we're struggling with something. And people don't know it. We often on the outside show strength. But on the inside, we're really feeling weak. We often show on the outside confidence, while on the inside, we're a little afraid. We often, on the outside, look happy, but on the inside, we're hurting. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. But if you're going to be a Christian that perseveres, you're going to have to realize that pain is your friend. Pain is going to remind you of what you need to do. Maybe you need to pray. When you find yourself irritable, discouraged, and not sure about tomorrow, Paul reminds us in Philippians 4, as we read in the beginning, while he could have focused on his circumstances, Paul reminds us from, the Germans, from a Roman uh, jail cell, that we can present every situation to God. 
we can present every situation to God. So if you have anxiety, like, like your pastor at times, um, if you're anxious at times, I believe God led us to this series for a time such as now that we'll be able to put our anxiousness away. Yes, you may need medication sometime. Maybe you need a good therapist sometimes. But also, I'm going to remind you today that maybe you just need to, to face it on the spiritual side and pray about it sometimes. So anxiousness is not a sin. Because I know someone's wondering about that. Well, uh, because I feel anxious all the time. Is that a sin? Is it, does that mean, Pastor, that I'm not trusting God? No, it doesn't mean you're not trusting God. Anxiousness is not a sin. It's not a sin to be anxious because Jesus was anxious. Did y'all know that? When Jesus was praying in the garden because his assignment was to come to die, to go to the cross, when Jesus was praying in the garden, the Bible says that he prayed so hard three times, he went away uh, off from his guys, and he goes off to pray, and he comes back, and his guys are sleeping, and he's so concerned about the assignment of the next morning of the cross that he's praying, and, 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 and it says that his sweat turned to blood. His, his, his vessels, his capillaries in his forehead start breaking. He was so concerned, and yet he said, God, not my will, but your will be done. What did Jesus do? He's our spiritual example of how to present every situation to God. Now, he was going to go to the cross. We know that, right? But yet, he knew that he needed to pray about it. So, Jesus is prescriptive. The great physician is prescriptive of what you need to do spiritually when you feel anxious, when you feel anxiety. Let me tell you why that's important. Because anxiety isn't a sin, it's a symptom. I'll say that again. Anxiety isn't a sin, it's a symptom. Yeah. It's a symptom that signals there's a problem. Like your car. Whenever there's a problem, you get a warning signal, right? Have you ever had one of those? It mess your day up. <laughs> You're hoping you can get to your destination. <laughs> but anxiety isn't a sin. It's a symptom. Um, it's a warning light to let us know that there's a problem, just like the warning light in our car. Why is your check engine light on? And sometimes my check engine light on is that I need to take time and I need to pray. I need to get, need to get away. But why is your check engine light on? To signal that there's a time that you need to take, your, you, that you need to make time, Marshall, and take yourself to the manufacturer. You need to take yourself to God in prayer. That's why your light comes on. It lets you know that you need to go to the manufacturer to get the right, the right diagnosis of what's going on in your life. So anxiety when you're feeling anxious, it's not a sin, it's a symptom. And the symptom is a signal, hey, hey, there's a problem, all right? All right. About a month ago, I was uh, driving my SUV and my warning light comes on, my engine light comes on. And I know some guys over here at uh, RG Auto, shameless plug for them, um, that, uh, that always take care of our cars and they specialize in foreign cars and everything. And my car is 
2010. My other car is 2008, you know. So, you know, when you don't have warranties in anymore, you need to make sure you got a good, a good mechanic. And so anyway, um, I took my car to them and I've been going to Raymond for a while. And uh, he diagnosed the car and um, fixed it. They had a couple of days fixed it, took the car home. As Soon as I got back home, after a couple of days, backed up in my driveway, put the car in park. Guess what happened? The light came back on again. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. But it lets me know sometimes we need help. And then sometimes we have to come back again because everything's not right. Am I right about it? You know, so sometimes I was thinking, I was like, man, isn't this funny? You know, as soon as I get home and I think everything's good, there's my light on again. So in the, anyway, I went back. But prayer does this. Prayer does this. When we, when we have that signal that something's wrong, and yet we go to God, and we say, God, we need you to take this or whatever. And you may feel good about it for, the, for an hour. You may feel good about it for a day or a week, whatever. But you, you'll, you'll have another situation that reminds you that it's maybe not all settled. And you have to go back to the manufacturer, and you have to go back to them and go back to God and say, God, I'm still here with this. And that's okay. God, I'm still here with this. And prayer is our way of going back. So what I'm trying to tell you is anxiety is a signal, and it's a signal that we need to pray. There's a quote that says, a day without prayer, and this messed me, this, re- this wrecked me, says, a day without prayer is a boast to God. I'll say that again. A day without prayer is a boast to God. Because basically we're saying, the day that you don't pray, we're saying, God, I got all this today. Yeah, pastor, I'm with you. Pastor, that's me. A day without prayer is a boast to God. Because God wants to hear from us. And the day you go, you know, about your, about your way and you don't, you don't do, you don't go to him, you don't talk to him, you don't commune. It's like, God, this is my concern. This is my care. Um, and, and, and maybe thank him for something. Big things, small things. When you don't do that, really we're boasting a nonverbal boast saying that, God, I got this. I don't need you today. Here's a simple way to think about anxiety. A simple way to think about anxiety or any problem. If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough for him to hear about. Man, I worked on that, bro. I worked on that. Ah! If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to hear about. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm excited. Anyway, um, if you're worried about what to do, pray. If you're worried about school and, and what things are going to happen next week, pray. If you're worried about your marriage situation and how things are going to happen and on your trip tomorrow or, or flying somewhere, whatever it is, pray. If, you, if you're worried about your friend and, and, the, and the situation in your relationship, pray. If it's big enough for you to worry about it, it should be big enough for him to hear about it. Man, 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 man. I'll clap for my own self. Thank you, Lord, for that one. Because if it's on your mind, you can guarantee it's on God's heart. Yeah. But pastor, I don't really know how to pray. This, this is something I, I find that I know some of you are struggling with. Some of you, I don't want you to nod. Just look, just look straight ahead. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Just, just, just hear you, boy. 
I know some of you don't pray because you don't really know how to pray. I know it. I feel it in my gut. I feel it in my loins. But some of us don't pray because we don't know how to pray. What is prayer, Pastor? Prayer is simply talking to God. Simply talking to God. Because if you don't do it and you love him and you know him, you're really boasting him and saying, God, I got it. I got it. So you just got to pray. You just got to talk to God. A prayer can seem intimidating, especially when you, see, uh, you hear or see people pray in public. Tiffany does lovely prayers. I'd rather hear her pray than I'd rather hear some preachers preach. Some people do lovely prayers. Martine does it. I remember her first prayer. I remember when she said, she was, I, I don't know if I can do this. And, and, she, and she was stumbling around and everything. Just talk to God, girl. But Matt, now when you hear her pray, when you hear her pray now, do you know practice makes perfect? Because she practiced in private what she wanted to perfect in public. God doesn't need perfected prayers, but he do want you to practice. He do want you to practice. Prayer is just talking to God. It's just talking to God. So if you're going to pray through your problem, here's three things I want you to do. Write these down. Put them in your phone. If you're going to pray through your problem, find a quiet place to talk. Don't focus on what to say. Focus on who you're saying it to. If you're going to pray, find a quiet place to talk. Don't focus on what to say. Focus on who you're saying it to. That's all you got to do. In our text, Paul presents, Paul says to present your request to God. So you don't have to do that in the King James. You know, when I, when I first came to the ministry, um, all I've ever heard was King James language. You know, King James is that, there's is, is nothing wrong with it, but it's 16th century Elizabethan talk. Cometh thou hither. And so we think, we know, God, I cometh thou before you. God doesn't need all that. He wants you to be yourself. He just wants you to be yourself. Hey, God, it's me. That's good enough. He wants you to come to him as you are, but be yourself. Don't come in a false representation of somebody else because you heard brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so praying. Come as you are, and maybe that way you'll be real with him. Prayer is just talking to God. I thought I'd illustrate this for you. Prayer is just talking to God and being yourself. All of you who have kids or who've been around kids know when you come to parents and when they come to parents, they come as themselves. Yeah, yeah. Some kids are a little bolder when they come to the parents for what they need. Some kids are a little subtler, you know, with their agenda and they come. Um, when it comes to my oldest, she's sitting right here. I'm not going to look at her, but your girl is over there. Um, when it comes to my oldest, my oldest, when she has a problem, she'll rather just, when it comes to work or whatever, she'll call right in the midst of the problem, or she'll just show up at the house. It don't matter if we're going to go somewhere or whatever. She's like, hey, I want to talk to you about such and such and such. She'll just show up. Now, my middle girl, my middle girl's a little bit different. She's out of town now. So what she'll do, she'll FaceTime after she's thought about the problem. She'll FaceTime because she wants a solution, but she wants to see your face when she talks about the problem. She does it a little differently than her older sister. Now, my little one, my little one, she'll waddle in the problem. She'll be caught in the problem and, and stuck in the problem. But then eventually she'll say something about the problem. But now I've noticed the problem. But they all do it differently. They all do it differently. And so God, when it comes to God and you, 
What I'm trying to say is he doesn't care how you do it. He just cares that you do it. So if you got, if you got to say it, if you got to sigh it, if you got to sing it, if you got to shout it, he don't care if you shout it with excitement. He don't care if you, if you just scream it to yourself, but he wants you to say it. God just wants to hear from you. He can handle it, but he wants you to be you. And he wants you to know who you come to. So I'll give them to you again. When it comes to prayer, it's just talking to God. Find a quiet place to do it. Focus on what to say. Not, don't focus on what to say. Focus on what you, who you're saying it to. Be yourself. But if you're anxious, remember it's a signal that it's time to pray. Matthew 6.31 says this. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we, what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. So it's a proud presumption, again, for us to worry about what God promises for your life. Yeah. Hear me when I say this. It's a proud presumption to worry about what God promises for your life. When you just say, I don't need to pray about it, but I'm worried about it, that's pride. And we don't usually think of ourselves as being a prideful people. But when you're anxious about what you, what you can't control, pray. And when you're worried about God's part, humble yourself and pray. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that in the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. Casting is an energetic word. Casting all your cares. Casting is an energetic word. Casting all your cares. First thing you should do is humble yourself. Be yourself and humble yourself. God is me. You know, it's, it's me. That's how I talk to him. God is me. Sometimes I say, Father, it's me. My father wasn't always there, so I remind myself that I have a father. Father, it's me. But the scripture says in Peter, Peter says, casting, after you humble yourself, cast all your cares. That's an energetic word. Um, he didn't say lay it down. And a lot of times we want to lay our lay our cares down and we think God's gonna take care of them. God, I'm worried about this. I'm so I'm so concerned about this, I'm worried about it, but I'm gonna lay it down and I'm gonna keep it before me. He didn't say lay it down. He said cast it. Cast it. It's the idea of taking your cares and throwing them away from you. That's that's what it means in the energetic form. Casting casting. In the Old Testament, when fishermen fished, they didn't use fishing rods. They had nets. They had nets with little weights around the net. And they had to use two hands when they fished because they wanted to, they used a net, Steve, not a hook, because they wanted to catch all that they were supposed to get. My gosh. And so they would take these nets and they would take the nets and use both hands and they would throw the nets and the nets will go out and they would gather in all that was supposed to be gathered 
And they would do that over and over again. They would take the nets and go and gather the nets and they would throw, they would cast, they would cast them out. So the scripture, Peter is saying that you need to cast your cares, that we need to throw them away from ourselves and give them to God. We need to cast them. Oh man. But it takes both hands. It takes both hands, church. You, it takes the hand of prayer and the hand of faith. <laughs> it takes the hand of prayer and the hand of faith. F- prayer says, God, I, I, I'm telling you I need help. Faith says, God, I know you're going to provide it. Oh, my gosh. It takes both hands. You can't just, you can't just lay your cares down. you got to cast it. God, it's the idea of giving. It's the idea of throwing. It's the idea of surrendering. It takes both hands. So, God, I'm caring about this. I surrender. I surrender it. I'm no longer in charge of it. It's yours. Ultimately, casting is the idea of giving it back to God. And most of the time, when we come to God in prayer, we lay our stuff down and we pick it back up when we leave. But if you know that the idea of surrendering is also casting, you can't leave with anything in your hand. You just got to give it to Him. When it comes to your problems, when it comes to your pain, when it comes to your anxiety, I give it to you, God. I give it to you. Take control. Anxiety is a cycle that we want to break in this series. It's a cycle that we want to break in this series. Anxiety is a cycle of control. But we can break the cycle. If, we, if we're feeling anxious, the, the, the cycle goes like this. If we're, if we're feeling anxious, we try to take control. And the moment we take control, we feel more anxious in control because we think we're going to lose control. And then we're anxious again, more anxious than we were when we started. Anxiety is about control. And we're gonna, when we get control, we're scared we're going to lose control. And then when we lose control, we are anxious more than we were. Pastor, how do I break the cycle? You don't always have to be in control. Because you can't always be in control. But you can always surrender. You can always surrender. You can always cast your cares and surrender. And give it to him and leave away differently. Write this down. When we do what we know to do, God is... God will do what only he's able to do. When we do what we know to do, God will do what only he's able to do. That's where casting comes into play. When we surrender. So I want to encourage you with this. If our pain was only there to let us know that we're not dead yet, then what starts in your mind move to your hands. What starts in your mind must move to your hands. Yeah. 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 So I challenge you today, church, use both hands. If you, if you remember nothing else that I said, use the hand of faith, the hand of prayer, and the hand of faith. 
whatever you're anxious about, whatever problem you have, whatever concern you have. Don't, don't walk away from prayer still holding the same situation that you walked into prayer with. Walk out with your hands up in surrender. God, it's yours. Maybe, some, maybe in your private time, this is for free. Maybe in your private time, when nobody else is looking so you don't feel embarrassed, maybe, maybe you got to pray and get up and walk out like this to remind yourself, I don't have it no more. He's got it. I don't have it no more. He's got it. I do little things like that to remind myself. Um, and so whatever's weighing you down, whatever's burdening you down, use both hands. As the pray team, praise team comes back up, I ask them to prepare to sing another song. And I want to ask you, church, to get ready to stand in a moment. Praise team, come on back up and get in your positions. Um, but in the form of Jesus, we thank you for the comforter that he promised us that we now receive in the world. We thank you for his comfort and his peace. And Lord, we thank you for all that you're going to do in us. We, we thank you, Lord, that perhaps in some of us, the cycle will be broken, Lord anxiety, the cycle of, of pain and, and problems, Lord. It will have problems, but it won't have us. So, Lord, we ask that you will, that you will be faithful, Lord, to perform what we've heard. Do it in us, Lord, that others will, that others will identify that something has changed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.